how we always start our episodes. We just he'll start recording in the middle of a regular conversation, <laughs> and then eventually after we go on our tangent, I like it. it's different. It's kind of unique to us. It's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. the user comes in in the middle of a random conversation, and then eventually Steve will transition us into what we came to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the uh, Creative Working Title Podcast, everyone. We've got James. We've got Jess. Uh, Jeff. Jess. No, you're Jeff. We have James. Could be we Jess. have Jeff. <laughs> and today we have a special guest, everyone. Rochelle Ellis, hello, welcome. Hi, thank you guys for finally having me. Yes. I had to um, campaign for this spot, and I'm very glad that I'm victorious. Absolutely, we're stoked that you're here. It's thank not you. that we didn't want you on it like <laughs> a long time ago. You have to remember that we stopped recording them. That's true, that's true. So yeah, I, solid I hiatus. Slide. I let yeah. it slide. Well, I mean, we stopped recording them because you asked to be on it, and we were like, what do we do? <laughs> Let's just stop. Guys no. can tell the relationship I have, you know. Yeah. You can't say no. You just have to shut down the entire yeah. production. <laughs> shut it down. Oh That's easier than saying no. That's way easier. Apparently, it's hard to say no to me. Yeah. I'm fine with that. COVID wasn't real. We were just trying to avoid you. <laughs> I'm that's, so glad I'm back. That's like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, I feel like. That's something that he would do. He's like, oh, no, I want to avoid this situation. I'm just going to cancel an entire production because <laughs> I just don't want to deal with like an hour of someone. No, that's absolutely not the case. Absolutely not true. Not the case. But we're definitely excited to have you here because I want you to share the mm -hmm. things. So we were talking about it before. And it's always funny when this happens, right? Almost every single time it happens, we have a conversation just beforehand, like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on new? And it's like, wait a second, stop. Stop talking, save it. Mm -hmm. So I want to try to recapture some of that. So tell us. You're talking as, about when we were coming up with all our nicknames. Well, Nick, no, prior to nicknames. But also, <laughs> yeah, nicknames. I mean, if you want to dive into nicknames, we can go nicknames. <laughs> we're just going to use Ro. We're going to use Ro. We're going to use Ro for today. Yeah. That's, that's actually my preferred nickname. It is. Okay. Wait, but Ro. the one name that I mentioned that I didn't say. <laughs> we just said no, James. I know, no, but here we go, here we go. I loved James it because James. we came up with so many nicknames. And it some was. of them were like horrible page. and offensive. And then... Jeez. I, and then Not one was on there that I was like, no way she's going to like this one. And you're like, that one's fine. And I was like, really? And you're like, you can call me that one. And I want to know if you remembered what it was. I don't. Ro Mama. I do remember now. Yeah, and I was like, that's fine. You yeah. know, because... But I couldn't get it to stick. No one else would use it. What about Ro Ro Ma? You know, the, the celloist? Yeah. Oh, Yo Yo Ma. Yo -Yo Ma. I think yeah. you had a question for me, so we're going to ignore what just <laughs> yes, happened. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So tell us, tell us what you've been up to, call it the past year, right? Because a lot has yeah. changed, yeah. right? Um, so, so tell us more about you, where you're at, what you're doing, all yeah, of it. for sure. Um, so I used to work at Digital Surgeons with you guys, and then I COVID hit. And in that time, I had all, I wanted to be a coach for about five years. I started working on a program. I started doing all of that for like the last five years, but I saw this as a sign to like finally do it, yeah. which was exciting. And the company I started, it's, it's called Coachima, which um, the word coach, because I'm a coach, and Ima is Hebrew for mother because I wanted to create a nurturing space for self-discovery for women, particularly millennial women, because in the pandemic, I realized just how hard hit women were, women my age, I'm a millennial woman, and I feel like a lot of, what was the word that we said? Languishing? There's a lot of languishing mm. right now in, in that space, and I realized I had a talent to help people see the things that they can see in themselves as well as help them discover and try new things see different perspectives so it rolled into me becoming a self-discovery coach that's awesome and i help millennial women discover themselves through the vehicle of um, self-confidence self-worth self-compassion and it is a safe environment for them to start to experiment with themselves so that they can become and step into their power as women mm, that's really yeah. cool it is. And, well that the nickname thing was a segue because Ro Mama is because the mother <laughs> thing is that she was our mom and not exactly. only would guide us and inspire us and make us happy, but she would also smack us in the head if we were acting like idiots. I mm -hmm. give the tough love and I think mm -hmm. that is going to, like I know exactly what I want to embody as a woman and it's such a powerful space and it's a powerful thing to be. So to be able to help someone see just how powerful they are like i actually talked to jeff about it because he was saying some self-defecating stuff and i'm like stop that doesn't mm. sound like me at that all. sounds like you <laughs> and i'm like you have to see how capable you are to be able to do it because i feel like we live in a society that i mean we've been taught to be humble but does anyone actually know what the meaning of humility is it has to, it means to have a lower importance of self Ooh. 
Yeah, that we've been telling good. women, especially to be humble. And I'm like, no, I'm done with that. It's time for us to step out. It's our time. That's cool. I mean, there, there's no doubt, right, that there was a huge shift in, mm -hmm. in the country, in the world, right, in the past year. So uh, th that idea of empowerment, I think, is huge. And what I really like is that the term coach, right, is it makes me think about that, to your point, sometimes you do need this outside source, right? When I think about uh, coaches just in general, I was mm -hmm. not a very athletic person. Let's just be very <laughs> clear about that. But I've never had like a coach that really affected me. I guess the closest thing I ever had was an art teacher, right? Mm -hmm. That really affected me. Actually, it's more specifically a math teacher, but that's a whole other conversation. But the idea of a coach, right, is that mom and dad could tell you all day long to try, 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 push yourself. Come on, you got it, you got it, you got it. And they're like, fuck you, mom and dad. I don't mm -hmm. care what you say. You're in charge of me. Whereas a coach who's like, you have potential, don't fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. But also with kind of the parent avenue, it's like they're kind of biased towards you in a positive way. Like Absolutely. a coach will give it to you straight. Some they, parents like, hey, put my kid in there, the best kid you got. And it's like, yeah, are they or are they just yeah. your kid? We'll put them in right field. Yeah, deep, exactly. deep right field. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine. Someone will hit it. The thing too is that as, as women, I, I think I could say this, that we have so many expectations put on us by our parents. And a lot of our adult life, a lot of our 20s is unlearning the expectations of others for us so we can discover ourselves. And I think that it's so hard to do it when you're distracted. And I think COVID woke up a lot of people to seeing that, like, I'm not living a life that I want to live. Like, I'm just so distracted. Huge reset. So it was a huge reset. Yeah. And, but right now what happens is it's like, now what? What do I do with that information? And to your point as a coach, when you think about it, you could be a great basketball player, but if you want to be, be an elite basketball player, you need a coach. Mm. You need someone who can help guide you because that person is the sensei in the sense of like, they understand it from the 10,000 foot view and you can't see yourself from the 10,000 foot view. Mm. So if you call in someone who can help you do that, you can rapidly move in the right direction. And that's what happened to me too. I ended up getting a business coach to help me launch this because I've always wanted to do it. And in the in a short in one month, I made more progress in a year and a half. That's yeah. Dope. And that that so. was part of like my next question was like, who coaches a coach? So if you want to talk about kind of that yeah. experience as you're becoming a coach, but also how you have a coach teaching you how to <laughs> coach, where then you can go coach. How's that kind of work and develop? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I personally feel like a great coach has to have a coach because. If you don't understand what it's like to be in the shoes of your client, then how can you really effectively be coaching them? I feel like coaches don't like to say they have a coach. They like to use the term mentor. Ment I was going to say it's mentor. The it's the same thing. Like, coach, the word coach. A person's coach is a coach. A coach's coach is a mentor. Well, it, yeah. you're right. There is almost this taboo thing of a yeah. coach, right? Because it's like, oh, they're telling me what to do. Versus a mentor is like, no, they've just been sharing with me. It's like, what? It's kind of what's the difference? And the thing is that I don't tell people what to do. I help them understand that they already know what to do the why and the, exactly a lot mm. of people don't understand the why and it's easy to be like i'm lost but why yeah why are you lost i'm not focused are i can't you, focus my ideas why are you not focusing your ideas and i'm not just sitting in a room telling someone why 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 like i actually do guide people but i don't tell them what to do i do not tell the women what to do because i I think the ultimate thing that I'm trying to teach is you have the agency. You just have to step into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to tell you what to do because if you don't want to change your life, I can have you invest in yourself by working with me, but I can't force you to change your life. Right. It's right? like anything. Like you take a exactly. class, you, you watch a tutorial, you do anything where it's like you're trying to empower yourself. You read a book. It's up to you to then apply that stuff. Right. You could tell me all day what I need to do. If I don't do any of it, well, mm -hmm. nothing's going to change. Exactly. Yeah. And it is a taboo around that, the whole conversation around coaches. A lot of coaches don't like to leave with the fact that they're a coach because, well, coaching is an unregulated industry. Like there are yeah. people, there's certification programs up the wazoo, like everywhere is up the ass. And you have to navigate through that situation. And because of that, it's easy for someone to be like, you're not a legit person. But I know that my, I have talent, skills, and abilities that I can use to help other people and then start that domino effect. Cause all I want to really do is start a domino effect. Because yeah. I feel like the more empowered women we have out here, the more women who are willing to step up and say, I understand where you're coming from, but I've already made my decision and I'm not gonna change that, mm. can make the world change. And yeah. like, I know that it's like, oh, your lofty goals with like changing the world is kind of cliche, but I really do feel that people forget that the domino, one domino needed to fall to make them all fall. Mm. And like, if I can do that, I know that I've, I've done what I came here to do. Speaking so. of dominoes falling, are you in the position you're in right now? Is this something you had in the works prior to, you know, parting ways with DS a year ago? Or is that what really 
spark plug this to happening? Was that a domino that needed to fall or was this something that you were mm-hmm. seeing through regardless? So it's funny, and I don't think a lot of people know this, but I bought my LLC or, like, went to register my company in January of 2020. So this is before, like, COVID really, like, hit in and we had to make decisions about people leaving. So I knew I was going to always do it. I mean, like, it was something that was a nagging, just like a nagging itch at the back of my mind that it was going to have to happen. And I had the conversation, actually, with Pete about the fact that, like, this is what I actually always wanted to do and, like, this is why we have a disconnect right now. Mm. Um, So it was always going to happen, but I don't think it would have happened as rapidly, as completely, and without me being distracted, without that big domino, that domino just falling. And it... It was all for the better. And, and it's funny. Sorry to cut you off, Jeff. But it's funny because people need that, I think. They need that mm-hmm. domino because so many times, I'm going to change. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. Nope, you won't. And I'm speaking from experience, right? Mm-hmm. Until something happens where it's out of your control and then you go, well, now I have to, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's from a, uh, I think it's a Friends episode, right? I remember it's the fear. You mm-hmm. need the fear. Like you got to have the fear. If you don't have the fear, you're not going to change anything. But yeah. now if you're afraid, now it's like, oh, okay, now I got to get my shit together. I'm going to rewire. I'm going to reapproach, and then do something different. And I think so many people experience that. So many mm-hmm. career switches, right? The pivot, right? That was the big thing. So It was uh, a huge pivot, yeah. Is that another Friends reference, the pivot? <laughs> oh, shit. This guy. Jeff coming in hot right now. You got the dope questions. Look at this guy. Try, but no, that, that brings up a good point, though. So, I mean, you know, the pandemic and everything is associated with depression, isolation, obviously death, a lot of negative. But for a lot of people, you know, it was a situation where, you know, you could receive funding and have all of your time back to go explore those what ifs that, mm-hmm. you know, if yeah. that never happened to some people would be a curse to a lot of people. It could be a blessing on hey, I'm tired of playing this what-if game. I have all of my time back during the week. I have enough money to get me through to my next rent paycheck Mm -hmm. or or rent payment um, that you can actually explore those things that you you might have taken to the grave just thinking about what if I had the time to pursue this. Yeah, and I think that that is exactly what I was feeling. And then after it happened, I started the process. Like I was like, all right, let me start looking for a job just to tide me over until I start, right? Of course. And then I realized I'd rather crawl through a field of broken glass than work for someone else and it took me that like whoa you're doing this and you you feel I felt like a physical resistance in front of my computer like I felt like I was gonna throw up when I'm trying to look for a job and I realized that if I wasn't here if I didn't come to digital surgeons I wouldn't have had that confidence to be able to say you know what I can do this because I learned that I was creative here and I've always been creative, but I, I feel like in this world we get put into buckets and we a lot of times we just accept that. And I put myself in a non-creative bucket, but then this journey of having I think it was a blessing for me personally. And I, you know, like every day i I do feel for those who've had a hard year, but I feel like a lot of it comes from that realizing that I am lost, I am languishing, I am suffering. And I am aware now because I've created a program and it's called the Step Zero Program because as I was mentioning earlier to you guys off um, like off audio was people think that they're supposed to start by just changing their behavior. Let me change my habits, let me develop that. And the first step is actually awareness. And I created a package or program, a coaching program that's called the Step Zero Program to help women understand that like you've been doing it backwards. You have to start, you're trying to take step three when you barely want to walk off and take step one. Let's start from the beginning and let's help you become more aware of what you are and who you are and what you what you bring to the table. Because you've been told your whole life that you don't, all you bring is whatever you bring from your employment. You've probably had productivity be your self-worth or your job and stuff like that. But now you're forced to because you got laid off. Yeah. You're forced to ask yourself, is that really who I am? Yeah. So it's been a journey for me, and I love the fact that I'm going to be able to share that journey with other people because I know COVID helped us realize that we are a lot less alone than we think we are. We just have to find the people. We have to find our tribe. We have to find our community that can help us feel connected. 
I thought you meant like aliens existed. Which apparently got aliens swept under the rug exist. like six times. Why are we not talking about pandemic. this? Like, oh, <laughs> release some UFO footage in the middle of this pandemic crisis. Let's just slide that. Right, right, right. Yeah, no one's going to notice. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, they're here. It's fine. It's all right. Yeah, we won't talk about it. I, yeah. I did hear that you noticed something. You mentioned, you know, creativity and content and strategy mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that's good to touch on because when we think like, Maybe me, I'm just an idiot. But like when I think of content and creativity and branding, I think of, you know, the big brands, the Starbucks, the Pepsi, the CPG brands. But like it goes through every single industry. So like talking through how there is a layer of creativity, a content plan, a strategy, a playbook to your business. I think that's something that doesn't really get touched on enough. If there's something you want to elaborate on there as far as kind of what your content strategy is, how you Mm -hmm. formed it. If, you know, digital surgeons had anything to do with with help pushing (laughs) that forward, anything at all. So, yeah. So I realized that because I I was doing what a lot of people do. I was like just going for whatever was the flashy thing. Like maybe I can just like start because everyone's like, oh, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And I realized that I didn't know what I was trying to do. So my content strategy is basically um, uh, helping people see the uh, my authentic expression of who I am through educating them through different topics. I have content pillars. Thank you, digital surgeons, because <laughs> I wouldn't have known what a content pillar was if it wasn't like, I think you told me about that, James. Like, you're the first person I've ever heard say content pillar. So I knew that there was all of these other, like, aspects of content. So I dived, my, dived into learning more about what a content strategy is and why it's not just for big brands. It's, like, meant for people who are just – everyone's tired of being pitched to. Everyone's tired of an, another ad. Everyone's tired of another influencer trying no one's to tired. No something. one's tired of getting served ads. but what i'm saying is when let me rephrase what i mean is that we're tired of the current state of ads and i realize i can go out there and i could buy billboards or like paid ads on facebook and all this stuff like that but i decided that i wanted to take my time be it if it takes two months or two years i want people to know who i am and i want them to realize that this is i'm building a community for like-minded women who are ready to step into their power and that is what i'm going to convey in my content and to make it like tactical because obviously that sounds really lofty it's having i'm starting on instagram and tiktok because i think one my audience is there and i know that they're there but two because uh, tiktok has this authentic factor that a lot of people are missing out on people are on there in their hair bonnets people are on on there like laying in bed first thing crusty still an eye and the reason why we're voraciously like just ingesting that is because we feel like we're connected to another human and what ads do currently the current state of ads is it strips that away it makes it polished. It makes it too perfect around the edges. And I think, especially for women, a lot of the things that we struggle with is like, are we good enough? Like, we see these perf- these perfect images. We see all this. Can we even wear that outfit? And it's just like a, a rolling, just like a rolling um, string of thoughts about feeling not good enough. So I want them to feel that safe space. I want my name to come through with my content strategy. So I'll be posting posts where I'm educating. I'll be posting posts just getting to know me, getting to know what my business is. And it's just focused on like visibility and awareness. That's like the goal of my Q2 into Q3 strategy. Yeah, and then you mentioned kind of the Instagram, like everyone's looking there, like, can I pull this off? This is too perfect. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think, you know, obviously depression, everything has, has been expedited through the pandemic. But, you know, even leading up to this, all that stuff is increasing rapidly because yeah. you have constant access to compare yourself to the 1% in mm-hmm. what your mind is the 1%. What happens behind the scenes can be completely different from reality. Or you're focusing on, hey, why is that one kid who wasn't as smart as me in high school doing so well right now? But you look at it in the grand scheme of things, like average out. Most of us are doing pretty fa- pretty well in life, but yeah. I mean, that, that's such a big negative when it comes to a lot of organic social. Paid social is still a great strategy, uh, but organic <laughs> strategy for the most part, I mean, like you said, it, it, it gives off this feeling that you have to be perfect, which I think is you know a great point that you we have to debunk. But yeah. that's the thing is paid strategy, like you just said. I'm great planning strategy. On, I, I'm planning on using paid ads because I created a quiz. I for... encourage you to make that decision. I am doing that. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> but my whole point is like with paid, 
you can still have that content be authentic and I feel like I don't want to use the word authentic or overuse it because I feel like it's overused already but my content is you're going to see a business owner that still fucks up that still has bad days that still goes through it but guess what I'm confidently stepping forth in my power and in my ability to do the thing that I want to do and that's the difference and I feel like if you create content like that where people feel like oh my gosh I can relate to that even if it's paid, they're going to click it. Yeah, you, yeah. See, you see a lot of success from user-generated content, UGC. Yeah. So, like, an ad of you telling someone how they're going to feel versus you having one of your clients, you know, film something on an iPhone camera with true raw emotion is going to be hella more impactful mm-hmm. than if you just obviously frame something up pretending, you know, this is the outcome of your services. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's too much of that because who's to say that y- you you can't fuck up to be able to advise someone, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody fucks up. Let's not pretend that we don't, right? Exactly. But if I've got my head on straight and I can help straighten out your head, like why would and you connect to me, right? I, to your point, overusing authenticity, right? Is is that's a big buzzword, but it's real. Mm-hmm. It's real. And that's what that's clearly what people want. So if you can convey that that's how you're going to build trust and someone's going to go, yep, cool. I'll take a chance on you. Let's do this because I exactly. know I need something and you seem to have that. So let's try it. And if I'm pretending to be something I'm not, when the client comes to me and realizes I'm not that person, sure. it's like I, I, I'm not getting what I signed up for. So I don't even want to set myself up for failure by being mm-hmm. someone I'm not. Like you're going to realize that I everyone has like we're all human. We all have these bad days and I might be running this business and might be making good decisions or bad decisions. But at the end of the day, I have I have developed an emotional resilience and a well of 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 energy that I can pull from. And it's I've I've tapped my unlimited source of energy that even through those bad days, I know it's just a bad day. Yeah, I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let it spiral me into a week, a bad week. Right. And that's and I feel like that's the difference is like you're going to see what you're going to get. You're going to see what you're going to get with me. (laughs) But that is how you know that you're you're stepping into a safe space because I'm going to be vulnerable in my content and I'm going to be vulnerable for those people, because how else is my community going to find me if I'm not? And that's what I think is missing a lot right now in that space of like in the paid space, in the space of, of like influencer marketing, is it it has just turned into something that people can see through. So that's why people are flocking to TikTok. That's why people are flocking to these other places where they're able to get those snatches of authenticity. Like people are crying on the internet and, and there might be some people being like, why would you go on the internet and cry? But then there's five people being like, I felt exactly like how you did in that video. I don't care about followers. I don't care about the numbers. Like, I don't, that's not going to be important to me. And I don't think Ed's ever going to be important to me. But what I do care about is those people who do see the content that I'm able to deliver on the, on the promise that I put in that content. Absolutely. Right. It's the community, right? You want to, you want to build that. But for those that did want to follow you or do want to follow you on TikTok, what is your handle? So my handle is Kochima. So it's spelled coach, the word coach, I-M-A. Um, underscore at Kochima IMA underscore and it's the same on Instagram and I think I updated my Twitter so it's the same there too and I do I, I currently have a wait list so if you go to Kochima.com it's a wait list for when I do launch my services um, uh, right now it's in like a testing phase where I'm just refining some of my packages because like I said I want I want it to be community based. So the clients I'm working with right now is helping me understand blind spots and stuff like that. So when I do launch out to the every like to the open market, everyone's gonna get things that are refined and tested. Very cool. So yeah, yeah the, the idea of empowering women. I mean, it's something I think about almost daily, right? Because I have two little girls. Mm-hmm. So my immediate thoughts are, and especially as someone who creates content, right, and that. My job is to create polished content, but then also seeing how the industry has pulled back a little bit, right, on super polished, specifically talking about like retouching, like high-end retouching has pulled back, right? Blemishes, you show blemishes now, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to see that, so then it's like, oh, cool, that's reality. But then, again, a lot of times you see these filters, right? And sometimes it's for fun, but sometimes it's like, who are you fooling? I know you're using a filter that's smoothing out your face, and that's not what you look like at all. Just be you. So, so I, I do see these kind of mixtures of that stuff. So it's one of those things where like, I'm trying to prep myself. I'm trying to do my research now to like mm-hmm. understand how I have that conversation. Uh, because I think that's, that's huge, right? I mean, I, I want to make sure that I can understand it so that then I can convey it. So I think that's definitely 
an important thing. But yeah, it all yeah. comes back to that. Uh, the, the two things you had said, right? Authenticity, obviously, maybe overplayed, but vulnerability too. Yeah. Right. And being not real, oversharing. Like, I'm not going to go overshare my no, life. No, no, we're going to get too I, deep. I feel, I feel like people have confused those two, where they think, oh, because I told you that my boyfriend cheated on me with my mother and had my sister, I am like true story no it's not a true story <laughs> not a true story it was an off-the-cuff example where it's like this crazy thing felt pretty close to home stop <laughs> stop do not listen to jeff guys that is not a true story um but i'm saying that like that's some, something that like scandalous people think that that's vulnerability and it's like no the vulnerability is i feel like i don't I don't know where to go from here because I broke up with my boyfriend because of the situation. That's where the vulnerability comes in. You're not talking about how you feel. You're just reiterating something that happened to you that could make other people feel uncomfortable. So it's like bridging that gap, I think, is something that people are trying to learn right now. Yeah, the ability to share. And even just the idea, right, of if you make something, right? Let's say I make a piece of content. Let's say I make a video. Let's say you connect with someone. You empower them. And it's this vulnerability, right? Okay, go out there and, and share it with the world. It's You need to be open to the idea of I'm going to make this thing and it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. And it might not get the response that I want, but that's okay. Keep doing it. Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And to your second point or your other point was it's not about the numbers. I don't need 10,000 followers on TikTok. I mean, sure, it'd be cool if those 10,000 people were really into what I was doing mm-hmm. versus like maybe I did one cool dance and I used the song that everyone liked. And yeah, sure, it got some attention, but it's the 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 core, the real people. Yeah, that, that are going to be the most impactful. I mean, we've talked about that before, that that's that's really what's going to make that actual connection. 3,000 real people versus 30,000 phonies. Yeah. And then this, this topic of vulnerability kind of came to light recently with that picture of uh, was it Khloe Kardashian, where this like undoctored mm-hmm. picture of her hit the web. Her lawyers had everyone. I, take for it the down. record, that was definitely planned. Yeah, but it, it was just like so, she was released on purpose. So so is it with the fact that like, does that turn people away from feeling comfortable in their natural skin? Or is that, you know, OK to be vulnerable and, you know, wanting just not to have a photo of yourself out there that you're not privy to? Like, where's the balance there on what message does that send to other people to try to get out of this? You know, I need to be perfect lifestyle. Well, I mean, I'm I am not going to speak on the Kardashians because I, I think that they have kind of perpetuated that that ideal perfection thing that I think people, especially women, might struggle through. But, like, if we're looking at that situation, it could have been handled differently, where it's like, I have to accept myself laws and all, and you can too. And that's not what happened. Yeah, no. And then she posted another one, like, saying, I accept my flaws, and then posted, like, her own preferential pictures that exactly. may or may not have had a filter on them. Yeah, <laughs> so, it did, so and it's it's hard. There's it's, some hypocrisy there, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and I think right now, and I, I will say this for any clients you guys work with and stuff like that, People are going to buy the thing that allows them to feel comfortable in being imperfect than going for the polished thing, meaning that like there it might seem like it's polished. You're gonna attract you're gonna attract the posers. You're gonna attract the people who feel like things have to be perfect because in deep down inside they know that they're not and that's what they're striving to. And that's why that's gonna always it's always gonna be an edge for brands, I think, if they start to realize that like that picture, Chloe, could have made you a lot of money. If you swung it in the way of body positivity, right? But she didn't. She decided to um, do cease and desist and like a lot of legal stuff and like make it make this big deal. It is okay to look the way you look. The thing that makes me sad about that, about if we're gonna go on like the body part with like the blemishes and retouching, like you sure, said, yeah, it's happening because there are people who are there are women who are utterly convinced myself included i had to like retrain myself because i would go on instagram and i would see these bodies and i would just be like i can't how do i even do that like where do i even start and it started to make me really upset like it started to make me sad and i'm a pretty confident woman so i can only imagine those people who are not as sure of themselves so we have to ask ourselves like what is the what is the problem with just being vulnerable and showing your real self the most you can do is is have the people who make fun of you don't matter because they're making fun of you because they're projecting how they feel about themselves. Yeah. So I could care less if someone or couldn't care less if someone saw my content and was like, she's she's doing that on the Internet. OK, 
I'm living my truth. What are you doing other than making yeah, fun of and me? And that's in a, unavoidable. Like Exactly. And usually it's from a lot of people closest to you, which is the craziest part. Like, it's, it's going to yeah. be your friends who are going to give you, like, shit behind your back. And it's, yeah. if someone has time to make that comment, it's like, well, then clearly you're not busy enough doing the things that I'm spending my time doing, right? I'm trying to be creative. I'm trying to be productive. Yeah. So if you've got time to start, you know, hating, okay, like, maybe occupy your time yeah, they doing something else. They self-validate by dragging others down. Sure. Actually, I got, I actually had yeah. a troll apologize to me on TikTok. Nice. That's an ultimate so, win. I am a Marvel nerd and I've been I've just finished watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier let's go and I was talking about how excited I am to have a black Captain America like I balled in the last episode and it means something to me yeah. and I mentioned it in a comment on someone else's video and a troll responded saying oh now I can't wait for a white blade I'm like really what? really is that where we're going so I basically pointed out the fact that he was the reason why he was doing those things was because he did not feel right within himself and his insecurities are showing so first he attacked the fact that i didn't have any followers though i don't have any posts on there and he kept going back and forth with that and the whole time i was like you are doing this to fill a hole within yourself and he ended up sending me a dm saying i'm sorry cool i was coming at you and it wasn't necessary so hopefully he found happiness within himself yeah, and, and I would imagine, you know, I'm just guessing, right, when, when you connect with people, right, when, when you're going through your course, when you're going through your process, right, mm -hmm. the, I'm guessing, and, and tell me where I, I may or may not be wrong, right, is like there has to be that, that self-awareness, that reflection, right? So mm -hmm. you need to have that, right? It, it was, I think, to the point we were saying before, right, is like I could tell you all this stuff, but it's up to you to do it. So it's exactly. you need to look inward. You have to. Right. Yeah. And, and I can say that from my own, you know, we'll talk about getting a little deep, a little vulnerable. Right. Like I've gone through my own therapy. Right. Where like I had to have that process. And after having that process, my life changed 100 mm -hmm. percent, completely flipped around. I was like a different person. So you got a different perspective. I, I got an unbiased perspective from someone. And, you, you know, we did some uh, EMDR therapy for those that want to Google EMDR therapy. Yeah, I, uh, it's no. like it's like <laughs> hypnosis. It was like yeah. a form of hypnosis. Right. We were talking about this the other day. Carl was talking about uh, being hypnotized. So I was going to bring it up. And I was like, no, maybe not. Here's the time to bring it up. And it was super impactful for me. So I'm a huge advocate, right, of just that self-reflection. However you find the way to do it, mm -hmm. like you need to take that time to process who you are, why you're doing the things you're doing. So very much to this troll, right? It's like, bro, just look inward. Like, that's why you're doing this. Like, And that's all I did. I was just calling shitty. him out for yeah. the fact that, like, it's so clear that you're doing this because... There's something within you that's lacking. Not me. No. It's within you. It's, it, I mean, that's consistent, right? But then it's the ability to have that that understanding, self-understanding, right? To then be free, to then create, to have that vulnerability and make stuff and be like, oh, I don't care if you don't like it. I love it. I think it's awesome. And I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's that. And that's where there is almost this fine line, right, of this confidence cockiness where it's like, no, it's confidence. It's not even like confidence. It's I just don't care what you think. I genuinely don't care. I'm just, I'm just going to make it. People say that be because ass. they want you to care about what they think. Yeah. So if you're starting to be like, I don't care what you think, you're cocky, of course you're going to say that because your opinion doesn't dictate my life in any way, shape, or no. form. So it's going to turn people off. Yeah. I get it. Like I understand that people want to feel important in other people's lives, but you have to make yourself the most important person in your life first. Like I was, I was actually talking to Jeff about like he was asking me if I was like talking to anyone any guy or whatever and I was like I realized I had to like how am I gonna go out and be right with someone else if I'm not right with myself so now I'm at that point right now where I am right with myself but I had Preach. to take that journey and it's like if I can't show up fully how am, how am I gonna love you if I have no concept of what love looks like was my problem I don't mm. think that I like you have to love yourself to be in a relationship because you know you can grow in a relationship and evolve but I knew for myself of course. that I needed to get right with myself in order to have a right relationship with I someone was, else. I was 100% the same way. And Jeff was asking if we were going to talk about Fat Steve. Before we get there, I just want to ask one thing before the Steve? moment completely goes away and then we give it into Fat Steve. Isn't the Matrix kind of like the white blade? <laughs> <laughs> I think and I'm isn't, done now. And isn't <laughs> Iron I'm Patriot? Done. Isn't Iron Patriot Black Captain America? Yeah. My argument back to him would have been like. No, I uh, saw a meme on that. It was someone was like, it was uh, you know, first it was Black Captain America, and then someone posted Iron Patriot, Iron Patriot. and it said, "Well, I guess I'll go fuck myself." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's if anyone ever came thing. back, yeah, I know. I agree with like, 
Uh, yeah, white people already made like every movie possible. They're retreading everything at this yeah. point. I think yeah. you got the White Blade in a trilogy. Right. To be clear, yeah. yes, you're right. That's basically <laughs> the equivalent of White Blade. Uh, and then to your point, Iron Patriot is a symbol of the military. Captain America is supposed to be a symbol of America. Two different things. True. Nice. And with that, I'm, I'm Fat Steve. Through. So <laughs> we'll get back to Fat Steve. Explain, elaborate so, on this, Fat, Fat Steve? Steve. I've never shared this with you. Okay, so uh, basically, just continuing that thought, right? Is I knew I had to be good with myself. So mm-hmm. I was in uh, before Fat or when Fat Steve existed, right? And I refer to him this way because this is when I was a different person, right? Yeah. I was just in a different different place, mentally, physically, absolutely, right? And I uh, I needed to change. So I, I realized I needed to change and. It was therapy that helped me do that, and I cleansed my life of all of the things that needed to go away. In this case, a a bad relationship, Mm. but then also just unhealthy eating, but then, you know, just everything. Like, I just wasn't, Mm. and I was probably uh, at this, I mean, I was almost like probably like 60 plus pounds heavier than I am today, Mm. so hence Fat Steve. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll show you the picture after. He's he's a depressed boy. Was this pre-long hair? This was pre-long hair. Yeah, no, so... Long hair came with freedom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Long, As have you seen naturally synonymous? Have you no. seen the long haired Steve? I, I want to see Fat Steve and long hair Steve. I, yes. I'm going to definitely be the see it. But I actually have something to, to piggyback see, on what you're But saying I feel too. like I am the exact opposite Ooh. where I was, I'm now in Fat James mode, but I feel like that's because I'm, I'm I care less about, I always have to date. I have to be in love. I have to think about the girl. I have to dress for her. I have to be for, for her. For the record, James is not fat. Oh, he's jump back a number of years. Yeah, he's lying on audio right now. Audio. Uh, maybe, maybe compared to that, just ten for ten stellar headshot you, you still carry <laughs> through. I mean, that thing is immaculate. I can't talk enough about your headshot. But the, the, <laughs> the one with the fillion, the one you cropped oh, fillion out. Yeah, I mean that was years ago though. Oh, you you just love how how much chest I'm showing. I mean, you're just looking like the backup for the Dosaki guy right there. Show that you chest. were the second choice for that campaign. Yeah. Just, that's one thing. Did it, you guys always love on each other. I will say that. I miss this. I yeah, miss it's this a, it's a camaraderie. Group. But yeah, as much as the, there's love, there's a ton of shit talking. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. It's not the same when you're at home with Kat. James like, has like can't. a meter where it's like, yeah, Jeff's head's getting to a decent point. Let's bring it back down. <laughs> I love that for him. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, much, it's James. always right there. It's always too big. Right. Someone, he's always t- yeah. tipping the meter. Before when I worked here, that I was the person who did that. So I'm glad that James took up the mantle. I mean, of knocking him down a pack. All this anti-humble talk, I feel like we should cut out like a new segment where it's just two minutes of, of Jeff inflation. <laughs> on a Anyways. Basis. And then 10 minutes of tearing you down. <laughs> I can't help So Fat me. Steve. So the thing yeah. about it, which is funny about that, yeah. is so when I worked here, I was 20 pounds heavier, mm-hmm. right? I didn't change anything. I didn't change the way I eat. I still eat like crap. <laughs> I still, like, I have not really changed my lifestyle, but I still lost 20 pounds. And the reason behind that is, and and this is something that I wish more people talked about, is if you are not right mentally and, and like, spiritually, if you're not connected to yourself, obviously you're going to be gaining weight and like, mm. the weight that is uncomfortable to you. Because, yeah. like you said, you don't care, James, about what anyone says. You're just, like, doing your thing. And if you gain weight, whatever. That's, there's a beauty in that. But if you are uncomfortable in your skin, if you're feeling stiff in your body, if you're feeling like this is extra weight. Yeah. Once you start to connect with yourself, it's going to fall off. Yeah. And I've not. I mean, obviously, it's different for different people, medical conditions, all of that. stuff. Sure, of course. But I've had this conversation with in the last year, I've had this conversation with about 46 different women. And every single one of them, because I have a mentor coach like we talked about, and she helped me by allowing me to interview her clients to talk about the after aspects of coaching. And one of the questions I had was, did you find that your physical appearance changed and their physical, almost all of them them. lost weight without changing their lifestyle? Right, right. You just have clarity. But when you have a fitness and diet industry that's billions of dollars, Mm. it's easy to be like, well, you know, you just got to do this. And that's the thing is I just, I want to, I want to help people understand how disconnected they are. They are from each other. Right. I so. think, yeah, so much of it stems from that that self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And and again, speaking personally, you're right. There are people that are in different situations. You obviously can't speak for them, but I can speak yeah. for myself. So for me, that's how I was able to have that 180. And then it allowed me to, I, I mean, the, the main thing that, that I had from that was that was 
right aligned with the timing of when I started really getting into photography. Mm. So that's where for me, like photography is such like a positive thing because I associate that with a new version of me. Because you stepped into your power. Yeah. And photography was that vehicle to help you. 100%. Keep, keep you there. Yeah. And I will say though that like, there's confusion between like the difference between therapy and coaching. Like how is it? Cause coaching obviously is not regulated as opposed to therapy, which is right. highly regulated. And I just want to like give a quick distinction. Like most, I don't, I cannot work with anyone. People have to apply to work with me because I need to be able to screen the people who I'm, the women who come to me because sometimes women or we're unwell and we need to work with a therapist. I am not equipped yeah. to deal with the trauma you're going through. I'm not equipped for those deep, those deep issues. For sure. And when you're well, we can work together or a yep. lot of, I actually have one client that I'm working with in tandem. She has a therapist and we're working together and we're actually synergizing and helping her change her perspective on herself, which is really great. But I am able to, you already have the skills and talents I'm trying to help you unlock. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. All I'm doing is coming in and helping you unlock that. And I am not helping you heal trauma. So I just wanted to make that distinction. Right, yeah. Sometimes I, people get it confused. Right. I mean, I, I know there's like a joke, right, when you go to like a salon, it's like, I'm like a therapist because people will just vent and they'll just talk, mm -hmm. right? And sure, there, there are some levels of that. Um, even when I've done some photo sessions, like you, you dive into some conversations and you realize like, whoa, I didn't know we were going exactly. there. But, but that happens, right? And that people are willing to share that, that's great. Mm -hmm. But you're right, there's only so much that you can help with that arena. I'm very crystal clear if there's overlap. Like, yeah. hey, this is something that we're working on. Coaches work on the way forward. We don't really hash on the things that you've been through to like, because sometimes people, go to therapy and they like to hear their stories over and over and over again until the therapist stops it we're not talking about your stories i don't care about your stories your stories don't matter to who you to who you are trying to be right now yeah. it just doesn't you have to become aware of who you are your stories are just events that you went through that you have created that memory in your head to look a certain way and regardless of if you believe it or not it's tinted it's tinted with your bias it's tinted with those things that hold you back i like that so I just have, I'm not, I don't care about that. I don't care right. about your specific situation. I care about the overall holistic situation. And I'm trying to help you move forward from where you are today. We'll talk about stuff in your past, obviously, because I have to get to know you. But yeah, like, yeah. that is not who you are. You are not the things you've been, you've been through. Right. You are so much more than that. So, right. Yeah. I, I just came up with a philosophy that I'm willing to gift you for like an NFT for a certain price. Uh, it's called Anchors and Balloons. Would you like to hear more? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so just based on this conversation, I created this in my head about 20 seconds ago. So this might go into nowhere land, but we'll see. Um, but really, when I think about kind of, you know, these journeys, I feel like they're all rooted in, you know, something pulling you up or something pulling you down. Anchors and balloons. Uh, so in, in a lot of situations, it seems like Steve's photography was a balloon, which which raised him up. But in a lot of situations, like I know a lot of people personally from jobs, they had stress. And when they were able to release that stress anchor, it brought them back to the middle. So the anchors <laughs> and balloons is, is finding either something to pull you up or removing what's pulling you down to help you find that happy place. I just made all that up in about a minute. <laughs> I am not clapping. I just want to make that clear. Title of the episode, Anchors and Balloons. That's I mean, two title names for me. That was a moment I wish this was video to, to be on Rose's face. <laughs> right. Still, to this moment. Right. She's totally going to use no, it. No, I'm not. I, I mean, I'm going to use it. that. I, I love that. I think it's great. So Hashtag Anchors I'm and Balloons. I'm going to start a, a coaching service, and I'm going to base it all Anchors and Balloons? Yeah. What? What's, uh, I started you go from, Monster. You go from A to B, right? Maybe there's a, a, a Anchors yeah, and Balloons. Everyone anchors just kind of, you want to oh, get yeah. to that middle safe space, so Ooh. do you need a balloon to pull you up, or you need to cut that anchor? One or the other. She has step zero. You have A to B. We're going to go A to B. This is this is yeah. like the don't magic think A to that Z. companies will pay. Yeah, don't think A to Z. That's too far forward. You need to take steps. I just One created step. it A to B in sixty seconds. Yeah, this is. This I would is like to say cool. I have gone through stringent certification processes, but if you want to go with the anchors and balloons company, be feel free. Yeah, Jeff I just mean, needed twenty seconds. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> like we're all picturing what a logo looks like in our head. It's just balloons tied to an anchor. It's genius. It's brilliant. I'd, I'd love that. Results not guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, a little asterisk. As, big, big as asterisk. with anything, though. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't. <laughs> but so, 
to kind of yeah, still this on point that. wasn't bad. Try to follow this it, it one up. It needs a little bit more flesh on sure. on the bones, not but it's sure. not a bad idea. But I think so much of it comes down to right when I think about the the, the overall messages of things that we want to share on this right that mm. that creativity right that's kind of what James started everything with right is the idea of creativity and to your point you put yourself in a box of well I'm not creative mm-hmm. even though you are yeah even, even though you that. were right and you are I always everyone is created and I creative and I've always were and it took me working here to realize that the fact that I mean you guys can speak to it I know how to solve problems like it's it's like my thing that's like, my version of what creativity is problem solving it's exactly problem solving. and thinking of thinking of other perspectives outside of what is just right in front of your eyes and it took me you know I did a few like videos to like try and just like a soft launch or something like that I should mm. say just to see how it's like to put out content how the systems work and stuff like that so I do have some YouTube videos up but um I realized that me sitting there and editing my video was a form of creativity, was a form of art. And I could sit there and edit a video for eight straight hours and have to remind myself that there is food to be had and I have to get up and do stuff and like feed the cats and like not sit in front of the computer all day. Um, And it's and also understanding because I'm also doing art direction with content creating I have to figure out like what is the shot because every single thing even with the YouTube videos I did I had a full background that I sketched out and made sure it looked a certain way and I didn't even realize that that was like a form of creativity right so everyone's creative in so many different ways you just have to believe that you are and that was the first step for me was coming here believing that I was that was it and that's and that's my point right is that you just you want that reflection and and once you have that then you can say I could I could be, I could be whatever I want to be, exactly. but you, you literally can, mm-hmm. whether you, you need to cut an anchor or you need to get attached to a balloon. Um, exactly. Sorry. Brilliant. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> the more I hear it, the more I love it and will <laughs> emphasize, I'm going to beat this dead horse. If I so ever, so don't that, worry, Ro, James, will... James will chop him down in a minute. James will Thank chop you, him James. down in a minute. And no, I'm on his side now. <laughs> I love the idea. We're going to call the company Cochimo. Oh, oh no! God. Yeah, with our anchor and balloon, philo- balloon uh, philosophy. Uh, oh no! Step zero, watch out! Here we come! Oh no! I I might I oh, have no. to go check up on oh, that no. um that trademark application to see yeah. where it's where it's at. So Cochimo isn't a thing. Does the step zero process work for males as well? So yes, but I do not work with men because I mean to be honest with you, I just feel like I don't know how differently I think than you guys i don't know if this could actually work obviously i could test it and, and do all that oh, you guys i don't know guys yeah like i don't know how you guys think so how i, don't I just know how we think either, i wouldn't so. want to it, i'm asking my clients to put a lot of trust in me by being able to talk to them because a lot of coaches are business coaches or like instagram coaches or you will find a lot of people not wanting to be in the personal space because it goes deep but because it goes deep i just don't I don't trust myself to be able to handle it in a good way with you guys because I don't know how men think. I mean, that's, th- that's a fair, that's an absolute fair point. You're not going right? to want to give advice that you don't feel comfortable. Exactly. Because... And, and that's where I have my own hesitations, right? When I think about daughters is that mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be a boy. I have no idea what it's like to be a little girl. So obviously I need to rely on my wife for those things. But I do recognize that I am creating a vision for them. Exactly. Right. Like I am an influ- I'm an, obviously I'm their father. Mm. I'm a direct influence of how they see a man. Exactly. So there's no question that I have that ability to connect and relate to them that way. But I don't know what it's like to be. A, I, I just don't. And I can't. So I think that's a valid point. Right? And that's the hard thing is like I like I said, I'm sure that something can be created and I'm not going to ever rule it out. But as of right now, it's just I don't know what it's like for you guys going through life right now as as a, ma- a man in this world because right now there there are women who probably automatically are distrustful and that might make you feel a certain way or something like i don't know what that feels like yeah so and you might not ever know what it feels like to be your daughters but if you understand where you show up because right now i think that people try in general try and like feel like they have to be so much of all things and it's like you understand the role right now is you're their first, their first understanding of a man. Mm-hmm. You are their first 
introduction to what a man is and that's your role you don't have to be more than like you don't have to figure out in terms of like going and trying to get into like psychology courses of like no like you don't have to go so deep i just need to be a domino you just have to be the domino you just have to show up as you are and play not not even play because i don't believe in playing roles be the person embody the role that you have stepped into as a dad yeah so that's dope yeah um be their balloon uh, j- just for the record, I Gosh. checked. Uh, anchorsandballoons.com is available. Really? No way. Anchorsandballoons.com. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I what did I get? I got to put together an entire content. I feel like there's going to be a landing page up by Sunday, and I'm just going to. Jeff was just empowered. That's what happened. Oh, Here he got empowered. Just and see how quick I can build a page. <laughs> um, I cannot. So, Ro, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot slightly. Okay. If there was. If there was something that you could think of, uh, if someone's listening and they're like, hey, obviously, if someone wants to reach out to you, they do. But mm-hmm. if they're like, hey, how can I start on myself? Like, how can I what is something that I can do? What can I put into practice? Because I, I know I have thoughts on on that. So I'm happy to share my thoughts. But I'd like to hear, like, is there a tip? Right. If I could have a tip. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you would share? It's like, hey, start doing this and then, yeah, find a coach that works for you, mm-hmm. male or female. Right. Realize you're not aware as aware of yourself as you might think you are and utilize the tools that are out there to help you learn more about yourself, be it personality tests, be it interviewing your friends and family, be it just picking a topic and journaling, like forcing yourself to journal for 20 minutes and reading it back. Become more aware of who you are, because a lot of us, we're just sleepwalking through this world. That's, I guess, that I keep saying languishing because this one told me, Jeff told me about languishing. Jamie Jamie put that on all Uh, of our calendars. (laughs) A lot of people are in that space because they're unaware of their capabilities. They're unaware of their strengths and their weaknesses. And I feel like becoming more aware of the things that light you up, becoming more aware of your strengths, becoming more aware of the things that drain you. Because I know people always say, like, time time like you can't get time back and it's like the the greatest asset or whatever no i think that's wrong i think it's energy Mm. and you can replenish energy and you can replenish energy by focusing on those things that you know you're good at but also fill you up because a lot of times people don't realize if you're really good at a thing automatically it's going to make you feel better because we are wired to want to be successful so figure out the things that you are strong in do more of that as much as possible and that is going to help you get to the next steps because you can't create a vision if you don't know what the heck you're good at you can't create the next step you can't know where you're going if you don't even know what you're capable of or start to understand what you're capable of because that's how it started for me i was like i love talking i love talking to people i love understanding people i i am able to see like with this numbskull over here jeff like he is so much he's capable of so much and i feel like being able to immediately be able to see those things it makes me happy and i'm successful at it and it feels good so the more and more i do about that the more and more i learn about myself and the more and more i'm able to pull from or fill that well of energy and do the next thing i want to do that's dope so in the words of the now canceled shia labeouf just do it he has a really weird man crush on Shia LaBeouf. Well, it's like I can't, really, I, we, I, we really, can't get really into weird. it now. It's, yeah, let's not yeah, do it. I had yeah, to burn that's that That's for a different episode. That's another one. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> oh, well, dope, bro. That was multiple tips. So Thank you. Thank you for what sharing is, What were you thinking? Oh, so, so for me, um, the thing that worked for me, mm-hmm. and this was told to me by someone else that worked for them, was um, writing it down. So, mm-hmm. Sort of manifesting it. R- writing it down on a list, putting it by my door. So I wouldn't always read it. Sorry, what I should say is the things that I wrote down were the things that I wanted to achieve or the things that I wanted to be, yeah. right? Um, and there was a list of about five things. And I tried to think pretty big, but also kind of granular too, like mm-hmm. real specific, but also real broad. And it's freaking crazy to say, but all of those things happened. Mm. Uh, and I'm getting chills thinking about it. Yeah. That's it's called scripting. That's it, like a legitimate thing. It's called scripting. Yeah, I, I processed that information, even though I would I, like I would read it. I wrote it down. And I read it, and I would read it, and I would read it, and then it was just on a sticky note on my by my door, and I would pass by it, mm-hmm. so I couldn't help but see it and just be reminded of the fact that it existed. Yeah. And then it was just always in my mind, so it was in the forefront of my mind when I started the day, and 
what happened were pieces slowly kind of aligned to then it was like oh shit i scratched that one off oh shit i did this (laughs) that's so cool so i i did all those things and again it it worked for me it won't work for everyone but that's the thing that i would say is writing down the things that you want yeah start there and the thing about it is vision boards people think are woo woo but it's there for a reason yeah because imagine if you keep looking at the same thing somehow it's funny sorry i'm cutting you off it's funny how so many things are like woo woo but it's like they're kind of all real they are (laughs) they are but that's the thing is that you have to realize that we are in like uh if you look at the society in general it's it's a very masculine way of living it's a very doing and productivity and moving forward this way and like we don't realize that there's there's a whole other side that we just deprioritize as a society that we need to reconnect with because right now by disconnecting from it that's why you have so many unhappy people out here yeah and i think a part of that is like the second you make a, a vision board or something that's you committing to to believing that you're capable of something so exactly. the second you don't reach it or don't follow through with it it's just one more reason to look at yourself as a failure to some people but like just going through it makes you successful mm-hmm. but i think that someone just being like oh well now that i've started this i have to commit to it what if i don't get there and they've already talked themselves out of pursuing yeah. it to begin with i heard on i don't remember the podcast i heard it on but because i've often like vision board stuff like that i will go like oh, i don't believe for that putting the energy or manifesting it I just don't um but they were saying the guys who were talking about it, they didn't either but one of them achieved some success by trying it and he said the difference was is he, he it was always a subtle reminder and made him put himself into that mindset and so he was trying to achieve some like like a job promotion or something like that mm-hmm. and he acted like he deserved that job promotion because he always had it in his mind that that, that is the goal and so he found himself changing the way he talked or he spoke the the things he would research right mm-hmm. to do that i need to know this thing and some part of his mind is now looking mm-hmm. for those things right and so the blog article pops up i know I, I need to read that right i'm not doing it because i'm on a plan my brain is doing it for me right yeah that's called the law of assumption living as it already is like knowing that you already got it and you know that's your goal and you're going to get it. And I honestly feel like I get why people, that's why I said I know it's woo-woo, is like I get that people might not believe in it, but I honestly feel like it's because of the way it is explained and it is presented. And I feel like if they yeah. explained it and presented it to you in a way that was more concrete and more in align with how you process information, you would not, you would believe in it. You would not be like, eh, I don't believe this. I mean, you're right. Like, if I start telling you about, you know, connecting with your third eye and, mm-hmm. and you know, connecting exactly. with Mother Earth, you're like, bro, I'm out of here. Yeah. Or how about this one? We wanted to get involved with a nonprofit to create content creation curriculum for the for the community. Yeah. And uh, so we wrote it. We made a deck. We made a logo. made a T-shirt. And then someone stopped by today to ask to help build that curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, we made it. We we did and the we're thing. Like, we know this could be a right. thing, and we know Shit. we could do it. We're gonna make it. Mm-hmm. And then, how many times did we not share it with anyone because we're like, oh, it's it's not real. It's not there. But it it's still like, it's still happening. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that because it's, we were it's, taking steps. We right. were when those conversations would happen, we'd be like, we should talk. We we energy. We put it out there. Mm-hmm. It was received. And, and I understand that that's just, I feel like we need to focus on helping people understand the concepts of that like esoteric knowledge because mm. it's just not explained adequately because we have put it over emphasis on what we could see and what we could feel, but not realizing that there's so many other levels to it that, I mean, quantum physics exists for a reason and explains oh, a lot let's of this get stuff. It, hold on, let's get into this. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hold on a second. All right. Cool. Snyder now, Cut episode. Now we're getting okay. deep. Hold on. So I want, kind of want to talk about that for a little bit, right? Okay. I'm going to get maybe not woo woo, but quantum, the whole thing, Lisa, right? I've We talked about aliens already. We got this. Okay, good. So... <laughs> So the idea, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I've had conversations with a friend of mine. I, there's two things that, that come to mind. Um, one is a friend of mine, I remember a conversation where he would say, um, we could all fly. Hold on, roll with me. We could all fly if we believed that we could fly. He's like, imagine that you could fly because you believed you could fly, but you've been told your whole life you can't fly. You can't fly. You're not a bird. Mm. You're human. You can't fly. So there's no way you could fly. But imagine if your whole life... You believed you could fly. You could just elevate off the ground and just fly. Well, would you be able to do that? Maybe. Like, this is, again, kind of woo-woo. And it's like, no, of course not. I'm a human. I can't fly. It was like, well, because you believe that. But if you completely believed that you could do that, you would do it. So then the thing that I think about, right, 
because my thought is like, no, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're too high. Chill out. Like, Mm -hmm. no, this is crazy. (laughs) But then I think about these stories, right, of people, mothers specifically, saving their child from lifting up a car, right? Like this, this superhuman strength, this moment of, of energy, this moment of fight or flight, fight or flight, right? Is that you didn't think you couldn't, you just did. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, oh shit, maybe you could fly. Like, should I have raised my daughters to believe they could fly? And then one day they might be able to fly? Like, how amazing would that be? I think that that has a lot of weight, though. I think a lot, we're starting to realize a lot of things are starting to happen like that. And people are starting to be like, hmm, we got to look into it more. Yeah. And I have two doctors in my family between my sister and my sister-in-law. And I realize that we take science as fact, but it's a very heavily suggested thing that we can choose to believe and it's just so funny because things change so fast in the science world and a lot of the things that we didn't believe back in the day that we accepted as fact we've already been disproving and that's why i'm just like it's you're already believing in this rolling thing that we're discovering the things that we believe are actually right or wrong based on more evidence as time goes on as technology gets better do we actually like think about it like speaking on the flying thing we have airplanes for a reason. Yeah. It had to start somewhere. You don't yeah. think that the Wright brothers probably had neighbors hating on them? Like, oh, what are they building over there? That's not going to work. Right. We can't get in there. Right. There's no way. It's impossible. Just, exactly. Right. So I always like to think about that. Of all the things, every single thing that we have today, like the iPhone that we're on, you know how many times someone probably told Steve Jobs that that could never happen? Can't do that. Yeah. A phone that you can touch with your fingers with no <laughs> buttons? Right, right. So, Ro, you mentioned the Wright Brothers. Did you see the Mars helicopter thing? No. That was amazing. Yes. So, yeah. Amazing. In theory, you can't fly a helicopter on Mars because the gravity and air, like, the there's atmosphere. not enough air, atmosphere, there's yep. not enough air pressure. And, like, it just, in theory, it, it wouldn't work. Mm. And, they what was it like 15 seconds well they, yeah, like they that? built it and they well they they believed that they could make it work mm-hmm. and they put a piece of the canvas from the wright brothers original plane oh, inside the helicopter wow. i didn't know they did that That's so cool. <gasps> and it worked and it worked they flew like that they, they flew a drone on mars like you you might be like let's go that's fucking amazing our current cool. society, our current system thrives on keeping people to believe like oh, that i'm haters be. yeah you can because think about it it's like if you know you could have a helicopter fly on Mars, are you really going to work at Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> if I need the money. Yeah, right, right. Sure, I'm not yeah. going to go fly drones on Mars. Discounted lattes. Yeah. But to the point of you guys creating this set, creating this thing because you wanted to help the community, sometimes people don't realize that they can attract that stuff into their lives mm. by putting it out there, deciding to commit to it, realizing that it can happen, and then it happens. So welcoming risks yeah Yeah. like inviting risks and not being afraid of them because so many times we we forget our power as as people in this country in this world we forget our power as individuals to be able to bring other individuals together because think about it i'm in a room with four of us right now think about all the stuff we can do together with our skills and abilities we can do a lot more than four people's worth of stuff it's our greatest thing. So, I love that. I think that's where we're ending it. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. All right. Thanks. All right. Anchorsandballoons.com. <laughs> I was going to go on another tangent, but I'm saving it. No, dude. I mean, come in. I, we can cut out what I just said. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to talk about, like, all these inventions, like light bulb and computer and all stuff we take for granted now. Like, there was a point where all of those things couldn't even be imaginable to anybody. Yeah. And now it's just things we all just have is, like, common commonplace for exactly. us and there's like every single invention like at some point someone imagined the unimaginable and created something that never existed like yeah it's just fascinating and then that'll just keep us here for two more hours if we go down that hole. yeah because it's like <laughs> but because when you think about even the stuff that you just said like it you know i just hate this this hyper fixation on avoiding failure because you know how many times that light bulb was a piece of shit before it actually worked you failed a hundred times uh-huh. It was like 10,000 times. Yeah, they just it was say ridiculous. Sure it was and he wasn't the only one making them. Exactly. Imagine if we just like. That's always crazy too when like two things come out within like three months of each other that never existed. 
to like all these services like it, it just seems weird i don't know if it's just like word of mouth now but it always seems like a competitor brand is right on another mm-hmm. brand's tail and then you find that they've both been in development with something new for like seven years which is just fascinating i've been working on this for five years like i wanted to be a coach for five years now i had to go through a lot to be here so it's like it's easy for it to be like oh i'm starting in the pandemic no i've I've started five years ago. I did the work to be able, because I can't, I am the type of person that I research intensely too. Like I can't give knowledge that I believe is not true. So I've put in a lot of research and knowledge. I've focused on certifying and stuff like that because people don't see the overnight success that they think is an overnight success. They don't see the 10 years that that person did before. They don't see the 20 years that that person did before. A lot of your most, like the most famous people, they've been working on this for a long time. So. That's yeah. like our encore. So we had the we had the ending and then they, they plotted us back in. I know. And we a couple <laughs> more minutes. We'll, we'll add in the juicy content. Or, yeah, we just, I was going to, in the last episode, I was going, or two episodes ago, it was so short, I was going to put it out as a bonus episode. Mm. And so mm. that's a bonus episode. Director's cut. Yeah. I love that. That little piece. Right, well, Dope. thank you thank so you much guys. for joining us. Yeah, it thank was you, so Ro. nice talking to you guys. It was just nice to see you again and hear yeah. you say all those nice things about me. I know. <laughs> Don't get used to it. <laughs> I won't. I know better. Well, James took my job, so I guess I could be nice to you now. <laughs> thank you, James, for your service. Yes, I'm here to destroy him. But lift him up again. Yeah, nice. We'll nail our sign-off. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so much. Thank you, Ro. And uh, you'll hear us on the next one.